I cannot believe that people really don't have that much respect for those who do live here. I mean, they wouldn't do it next door to their homes. I know they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it in their neighbor's yard, but they do it in my neighbor's yards. Woodland Hills is Donald Wilson's home. It has been for decades. Some people, though, they see it as one big trash can. Across the street, you'll see uh, there was some illegal dumping there. That's been there. That home's uh, vacant, unoccupied. Oh, I see. So, yeah, I'm looking back there. It looks like, okay, so people back their cars up in there and they just dump in the backyard. Yes. Okay. And for the most part, they usually do it where it's uh, vacant houses mm -hmm. on either side. But here they chose to do it where it's, it's, you know, home on either side. Donald has done all the things you'd expect. He calls the city, his councilman, his local neighborhood organization, and sometimes they help out, but still, the trash just keeps coming. So he and a group of neighbors, they decided to fight back themselves by taking some of that trash that gets dumped and turning it into a warning sign. Hi, Donald. How are you doing? Good. When I visit Donald Wilson at his house on Parkview Avenue, I'm expecting to see one dump site around the neighborhood, or maybe two. This is the most recent dump here. Someone dumped it out. Instead, there are at least half a dozen. And Donald says there are more showing up all the time. This happened sometime Friday night. Someone uh, disposed of a couch, some tree uh, debris, some tree limbs, garbage can, bags full of clothing, paperwork, toys. Uh, there's a hard hat there. It all started, he says, about eight or nine years ago. And he thinks there are a couple reasons. First, there was the foreclosure crisis. It meant that Woodland Hill started emptying out faster than ever. Hundreds of vacant houses and unused yards were just tempting to dumpers. And then second, to help balance their budgets, Cleveland and some inner ring suburbs started charging people for trash pickup. And they raised their fees for big bulky stuff like mattresses and furniture, what they call excessive setouts. They'll either have too much debris or the debris won't fit in the cans and we only have one week out of the month where you can put out large bulk items. And they'll get fined if they do it, you know, when it's not that week. Uh, so they choose to do illegal dumping. We're going to uh, go over to Mount Auburn. Donald says the trash doesn't just look bad. It's also really dangerous. Kids can get hurt stepping on broken glass. And there are these big sealed bags of mysterious objects that may or may not be hazardous. One block to the next. Uh, the last one was on After seeing this happen for months, Donald and some of his neighbors started organizing cleanups every other Saturday morning. They put on big latex gloves, grab a few of those long-reach trash pickers with claws on the end, and get to work. And it was on one of those Saturdays a few months ago that Donald got an idea. We were finding tires dumped on tree lines in the street. Uh, so in our cleanup efforts, we were taking these tires and putting them on the curb. It struck Donald that instead of just throwing the tires out, maybe they could serve a purpose. 
And I said, okay, what if we still use these tires that, you know, you have to recycle some way or another, that we would try to use those tires as barriers. I said, okay, what if we cut them and then we just put enough of them together that it can be a barrier and then say, stop, don't do this, you know. Donald cut some tires in half into semicircles. He bolted a half dozen or so curved side up to a four by four, so they'd be too heavy to move. We're on Mont Auburn Avenue and we're gonna go east on. He walks me to a house around the corner to show me his first barrier. This is the first attempt that we did with the tires. Uh, hopefully it worked, I don't see any more debris. It sits right at the end of the driveway, a few feet back from the sidewalk. And the way it's positioned, the tires almost look like a dragon tail emerging from the asphalt. It's not just the shape of them, but the fact that they're painted a bright fire engine red. The red is, um, I really like the red. Why did you pick red? Because the red says stop. It really says stop. Stop. Don't trash my neighborhood. This is where I live at. This is where I work at. I mean, this is where I pray at. This is, this is my neighborhood, and I want to see it thriving. Hey, Carl. Hi, Eileen. A couple of Donald's neighbors step outside to say hello. His neighbor, Eileen, says she's a big fan of the red tires. I just come out one day and saw them. I was like, well, golly, what that's all about? And then, you know, still not knowing, you know? And then when I found out, I was like, that is just perfect, you know? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. just perfect. Yeah. Because they do do a lot of dumping. Mm -hmm. And I think if we keep- Donald is a pretty modest guy. So he's not trying to patent his tire barriers or tell other neighborhoods where dumping is happening that they should use them too. Right now, he's just watching the first couple installations, making sure they work. So far they are, but he doesn't underestimate how persistent dumpers can be. A contractor may just roll right over these with, with their big dump trucks. I don't know. I hope not. I hope that it's going to work. I seriously do, because we need to do something to prevent it. I ask if he has a name for the barrier project, like the Red Tire Initiative or Project Red Tire something snappy to help them raise money or awareness. He says, no, not really. We haven't titled it anything, just effort. That's it, it's so far as effort to prevent the dumping. Effort to prevent a neighborhood from being seen as disposable itself. For Watershed, I'm Justin Glanville. Watershed is produced by Sidewalk, telling the story of people and place. And it's made possible by a grant from the St. Luke's Foundation. Sound design and recording is by Angie Hayes. Our editor is William Boswick. And our story consultant is Don Arrington. Our music is by DJ Doc Harrell and the kids at Refresh Collective. Check out photos and written versions of our stories online at OurSidewalk.com. That's Our, O-U-R, Sidewalk.com and stay up to date on new stories by following Sidewalk on Facebook. Send us email, make comments, review us on iTunes. We love to hear from listeners. 
Until next time.